0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: Blog Talk Radio. Hey, Joe, your Pep Boys Tech here. Over the years, I've helped a lot of customers keep their vacations safe. Just a little prevention is always better than risking your trip. So stop by Pep Boys and save 50 bucks off any Wagner Premium Brake Service. And before you travel, we'll check your fluids and alignment, as well as rotate and fill your tires for free. Pep Boys uses the highest quality brands for the best prices around. You have my word. Offer through May 27th with mail-in rebate. Free services for rewards members. See restrictions at PepBoys.com.
0: Block Talk Radio. Hello, Powerful Radio listeners, and welcome to Relationship Wednesdays. This is Dr. Noel.
1: And this is Darren Noel.
0: We're here tonight to talk about happiness in your relationships, and our question for tonight is, Is your happiness your responsibility or someone else's? Mm -hmm. Is your happiness your responsibility or someone else's? Um, Just to give you a little bit of background, I am a therapist and I run a private behavioral health and life coaching practice in Naperville, Illinois. And Darren?
1: Hey, my background is uh, in corporate America. been there for uh, 15-plus years uh, back when electrical engineering and I've been married to this beautiful lady here for over 15 years. Absolutely.
0: So a couple of things. If you have issues that are bigger than radio, like you can't solve them just on the air asking questions, call our office and make an appointment. The telephone number to our main office is 630-428-2344. If you have questions that you want to talk about tonight or comments that you want to express on the air tonight, call into our radio show at the number's not coming up. At 323-693-3835. Again, 323-693-3835. Yep. Darren has a definition for happiness. So let me kind of tell you where this topic comes from. The topic comes from having countless conversations, whether we're giving speeches or trainings or I'm doing individual or, or couples therapy with someone, and I hear people telling me that, hey, doc, I'm just not happy with this person anymore. I'm not happy in my life anymore. And then instead of them saying, and this is what I'm going to do about it, lots of people say, I'm not happy, and then they find someone to blame their lack of happiness on. They'll say, I'm not happy because my mother is doing these things or I'm not happy because my spouse or my boyfriend is doing these things. But a lot of times people don't uh, look at themselves for for achieving their own happiness goals. And I just wanted to talk tonight and answer some questions tonight about how to maintain your own
1: happiness? Yeah, definitely. So this is according to the Mary webster online Marian webster online dictionary definition of happiness is really a state of well-being and contentment, and and uh, a pleasurable or satisfying experience. So a lot of it's just how your how your view is of a of situation, and a lot of it has to do with your internally you how you're viewing something. But a lot of it is your decision and of your emotion how you're experiencing. Your circumstances And your view Of your circumstances It could be positive It could be negative But well, your view of that Is going to determine How If you're going to be happy With that or not or find a positive In that
0: mm-hmm.
1: Absolutely Absolutely So Darren has some some Suggestions on ways To improve your happiness Yeah A lot I mean a lot of You can break it out Of different areas Of your life Happiness Happiness in um, Your health Or well being Happiness in your Spirituality Happiness with your Work life Happiness in your Relationship Uh, with friends, relationship with family members. So there's a lot of different ways to look at your happiness, okay? But, again, a lot of it has to do with really your attitude. From my standpoint, you know, as I look at happiness from uh, these different type roles, you're going to look at, say, for happiness in in your work. Are you doing a type of work that you love doing? You know, is this really the work that you want to do? Are you passionate about this work for uh, for a career or this is a job that you have. I really have no passion about it. But you know what? I love getting up to work. I I may not love getting up early for work, but guess what? I love doing what I'm doing. I feel like I'm having an impact on the world, what I'm doing. I'm making a positive impact on people's lives. I enjoy what I'm doing for a living. That's going to help you have some happiness if you're in a situation like that in a career. So, What's your personal definition of happiness? Mine, I I find it really is uh, working my hardest to achieve my dreams and goals. If I take a look at it, if I'm working hard to achieve my dreams and my goals in my relationship with my spouse, relationship with children, relationships with uh, my my family, my job, you know, what am I really trying to achieve on a job? What am I trying to achieve on a job? I want to get a certain promotion. I want to achieve a certain level of success in that job. Or business-wise, am I working hard for that? Am I doing everything that I can to achieve that goal? Guess what? I feel a sense of satisfaction. I'm happy because I'm working hard to achieve my goal. That's going to bring my happiness. Absolutely. I think
0: people, so it may be very difficult for us all to have the same definition of happiness. I think happiness is an individual thing and a customizable thing. But I will say this, you know it when you feel it. You know it when it's there. For me, happiness is the pursuit of a purpose. Like it's the pursuit of like my ultimate goal. I'm working towards this ultimate thing, and I might not be happy in every second of the day, but overall I feel happy. And um, if I'm ever feeling not happy, I do start to compartmentalize and say, okay, where do I feel good at? Okay, and then what do I not feel good at? And I, then I try to figure out what areas need some work and more direction so that I'm not feeling unhappy in every
1: area of my life. Absolutely. It's very segmented because yours is right in line with what I'm talking about it, because the difference is between everybody is everybody's got a different dream or goal that they're, that they're going after, right? Some small, some large, some very large. Right, And as long as we're in the pursuit of that We're working hard to achieve those That's going to bring us happiness if we're going after that But to your point, the, the, the segments of our life You know, you could be happy with um, Your job You could be happy with your health and well-being But not be happy in your relationship with your spouse relationship with your boyfriend or girlfriend Whatever the case may be So you have to take a step back Okay, I'm feeling real happy about this I'm feeling happy about this Why am I not happy in this relationship? Okay, so obviously I take a look at Breaking it down as. What's the goal that you want to have in that relationship? Well, I'm looking to get married here in the next year, and my girlfriend or boyfriend—we're not talking about marriage at all yet. So that's why I'm not feeling really happy right now because we're not working, we're not in alignment, going toward that goal that I feel like I want. Mm-hmm. That's going to bring some unhappiness, the frustration there.
0: Yep. And I think another way to find happiness is to, to surround yourself with like-minded people,
1: mm-hmm. people that
0: think like you. I mean, they don't have to think everything like you, but you need to surround yourself with people that edify you, to help you feel better instead of feeling worse. And I think when people start to do that, in some places you can do that in your life and some you can't. Like sometimes you can work a job and you don't have control over who your peers are. So you may not be happy with those choices, but you can still be happy in that environment. I think it's really about a frame of mind, and my challenge to everyone listening today is to figure out what happiness is for you. Make a make a, clarify that, crystallize that, carve out what happiness is for you. And happiness, what it what your definition is, may change along the way. Like we're talking about achieving goals and purpose, and somebody that's been working fifty years might just want to retire to have peace. They may not have a goal of like taking over the world. They may just want to to be at the beach and looking at the. I mean, I've had people tell me. Hey, happiness is at the end of the night, after I've eaten dinner and I've kissed my kids and I'm just about to go
1: to sleep and I feel like I did a job well done for the day. For me, that's happiness. Right. That's, As you're absolutely right. Because a, a dream of is like, I want to be able to retire and take, say, move to a vacation in Florida or whatever and have a, a vacation uh, retirement area at home where I can just retire, know myself or my family, whatever the case may be. So if you take a look at that, if that's your goal, you want to be able to retire, guess what? You have to have a certain amount of income. In the bank or income coming in, so you can retire and have that successfully. But if you're get up to the age where you want to retire in the next few years, that you but one get up to retire and want to retire in the next few years, they don't have that money established. They don't have that that uh, income plan to come in. Guess what? They're not going to be happy. Why? Because they're not, on, I'm not I'm not on track to, to achieve my goal. But but, what's the, but meaning. But if they say, guess what? I got a plan to achieve that. I'm going to be working hard. Um, I just started a new business. And I'm going to be working toward making that goal happen. Or retirement. Guess what? You all of a sudden you start getting happy.
0: But, but I just want to say that I think people can be happy without having all the money they need in the bank. I'm talking about if their retirement, if their goal was, they're happy if their goal was to retire. That's what they wanted to achieve. Right, but my point to you is there are people that work until so they die. That doesn't mean that they're not happy. Even if and their goal, is, even if their goal was to retire. You can't say that just because somebody has the goal to retire that they're going to be unhappy for the rest of their life if they can't retire. That's not – that's your opinion of happiness. That's my – you're opposing – so you wouldn't be happy in that situation. Uh,
1: my, i said that's my definition of happiness. If you work an artist to achieve my dreams and goals, right, to so own your definition, that doesn't have to be everybody else's. I, I, I'm fine with that.
0: Because, yeah, I, mean, I mean, I don't want to make people think that happiness boils down to you're working on a goal and then you don't make it
1: to the moon and so then jump off a bridge because you're not happy. I mean, I didn't say it's achievement. I said you're working towards your goal. Okay. You're working hard to achieve that goal. I nothing to do with achievement in there. Okay. This is my opinion.
0: Right. I, mean, I just want you to own your opinion because everybody has separate. And if you guys have different ideas of happiness out there, so 3, 2, absolutely. Three, two, three, six. Nine three three eight three five. So we have several questions, and I just want to go over um, a few of them. The first one says, I know that my happiness is up to me, but I do feel down when people don't approve of me, especially my mother or my boyfriend. I seek their approval. Is that wrong? Um, So the first thing I'm going to say is everybody seeks somebody's approval. And I know that lots of people say, I don't care what anybody thinks, I don't care about this, I don't care about that. But everybody cares about somebody's opinion of them. So seeking their approval is not wrong as long as it doesn't take away from your core values and it's not detrimental to you. So I mean, you might want to say, hey, Mom, I'm deciding to go to law school. What do you think of that? So if she approves of it, great, you should feel good. But if she disapproves of it, I don't want you to, to change your plans because they disapproved
1: of that. Absolutely. You've got to keep all the people's opinions in a perspective, right? Yours is the most important, okay, what you think uh, that you want to achieve you and know, what you think about yourself. That's, going to be, that's the most important thing out there versus anybody else's opinion of you. Absolutely. So
0: what I'm going to encourage you to do is define for yourself what you want out of life, and then when you seek others' approval or validation, realize that it doesn't have to agree with yours, that as long as you're achieving what you want to achieve and it's not hurting people, then, then you can move forward and do the things that you think are the best things for your life. Because at the end of the day, you've got to answer for yourself. And at the end of the day, you know, no one's – you're not – if you die tomorrow, have you lived the life you wanted to live up until that point? Or are you living your life based on what other people want for you? Because other folks never have the full story of your life. Even your parents, as, as much as they love you, don't know your full story. They only know what you've chosen to let them know, especially when you become an adult. They only know what, you're, what you've let them in to know. So realize that their opinions can only give you what they know about you and can only speak to what their dreams and goals
1: are. Absolutely. That's why, really, your happiness is really up to you, not to anybody else. Absolutely.
0: The next statement or question says, I have been married 10 years and I am disillusioned. My husband is always angry. I used to be a happy person, but his constant negative attitude has taken my joy away. I've talked to him about it, but he never improves for long.
1: What should I do? That's a, that's a very challenging situation. And, you know, I have I would have to have that conversation We'll try to look at why is he What is the anger that he's coming from You know, tell me why you're angry Why are you upset It sounds like maybe he's upset with something going on in his life And he's choosing not to be happy Or choosing uh, To have that kind of frust- that frustration uh, frustration, And taking it out On his spouse Okay, but she can ask well, what, Why are you upset, but why are you not happy Are you not, achieve- Cause not achieving His goals, not working toward uh, Where he wanted to be in life or something is not aligned with him, but she can't let that uh, those opinions drain down her or take away from her happiness.
0: Well, I don't want to underestimate the powerful setting it is when your spouse is chronically unhappy. Mm-hmm. I think it does affect someone, and it's easy to say, I'm not going to let him steal my joy or, or I'm not going to let him make me unhappy. But when you're somebody's spouse, you do sometimes mirror their emotions and their feelings. So number one, if he's setting the tone of unhappiness in the house, you need to ask yourself, number, when did that start happening? Number two, is it something that he needs to talk to somebody about? Maybe he cannot talk to you about it, but he needs to have the conversation with somebody. Number three, is any of that got to do with you directly? In other words, is there some way that you can get a hobby to do some things outside of that to give him a chance to correct his own self? I mean, Sometimes people need, our spouses need the space to take care of their own emotions. And this is where therapy and life coaching comes in, by the way. If someone's been unhappy for a chronic period of time, then they obviously don't know what to do to change it. So it's one thing to have a conversation, hey, you're unhappy, I want you to fix it. But if you've been married 10 years and he's had years of being unhappy,
1: if he knew what to do to fix it, he would. Absolutely, because sometimes it's true. Sometimes people just don't know the solution. I know I've got a problem. I guess well, I don't know the answer, so you got to... Go to outside resources to help you fix that problem. Yep, and for long
0: longstanding unhappiness, nine times out of ten there's an outside resource that needs to be looked at. Because most people, not everybody, but most people try to achieve happy and balance in their life. And when it's not theirs, it's because they generally don't know what to do to make it happen. Good boy. Um, next question or statement says, I used to hang with a negative group of kids at school. I changed my circle and I felt better. I didn't believe that my friends could affect me so much, but they did. Yeah, that's a very true comment. I I remember when I was a young girl, my mother would say kind of birds of a feather flock together, like similar people hang together. And it also means that when you surround yourself with negative people, you can pick up that negative attitude. Yes. Likewise, when you surround yourself with ambitious people, I mean, ambition is just going to knock you in the head. You're not going to just be rich because you hung out with people that were going places. But it will motivate you because we tend to compare ourselves to the people that we're with. Absolutely. So if you're with a negative group, you start to take on those characteristics. And if you're with a positive group, you could take on those characteristics. So so great comment, and that's great for some of you high school folks and college people that a lot of times you can get into a negative circle and, and the circumstances can bring you down, even if you
1: are a normally positive person. And that could even happen from what music we listen to, TV, movies we watch. You know, sometimes it could be depressing. You watch watch news every single night of all the different bad things that are going on, all the different uh, robberies going on The murders going on and Oh my gosh This is terrible It can be draining Right At times Stuff like that So you've got to watch What you bring into yourself It's music you listen to People are constantly Complaining on music Or, or negative uh, Type music Where people Are Talking about Negative experiences using, Maybe using Foul language And Just taking you off Of focusing on What you're trying To achieve in life That can be uh, Detrimental To you To your happiness you gotta watch physically who you associate with, and mentally who you're associating with. Your music and or uh, TV and movies. Absolutely, negative in, negative out. Absolutely. So if you put negative into your brain,
0: a lot of negative comes out. If you put more positive in, then you get positive out. And that's why association, whether it's through what you're reading, what you're watching on TV, what you're doing. I mean, there was a time where I could in college where a weekend, one weekend, my roommate and I watched every horror movie that was, like, at the video section of the grocery store. And after the last one, I was like, I, I can't do this again. Like, I think I, like, overdid it. And so I can't even watch horror movies now because it puts me in such a strange mode where I'm worried if somebody behind the tree – uh, should I run? You know, so I, I just – I couldn't do it anymore after that. And that's it. I mean, it's not the same example as, as the friend you hang with, but I was putting so much negative in that
1: I was like, whoa, like that's too much. I have to stop doing that. And guess what? That's your control. That's our control, right? I'm controlling. This is taking taking me away from my happiness uh, of what, what I consider happy, where I want to go. The, the, the information I'm taking, this, hey, this is not supporting my goals or my dreams. Guess what? I need to remove that the influence from myself. Absolutely. So
0: one other way to achieve happiness is, as much as possible, control the environment that you're in, control where you choose to go, people you choose to be with, things you choose to read, listen to, put in your, put in your atmosphere, try to, try to nurture yourself and take care of yourself so that you're not putting yourself in a negative environment.
1: Absolutely.
0: So great example. Um, the next question says or comment says, I feel like my job is stealing my joy. I'm always frustrated. I feel out of control at work because I'm always being judged. What are some ways to deal with my work environment?
1: That's a great one. One, I'd say, first of all, you want to look at if a work environment, understand where you want to go career-wise on your job. You know, are you looking to uh, stay where you're at and just do well? Are you looking for a particular promotion to move to a different department? Are you looking for are you, what you want to stay with that company and grow with that company? Is that the corporate culture or just the department you're in or just the individual boss you have? All these different things that you want to take an evaluation of of Is this the right environment for where I want to excel at, and this coming gonna help me achieve what my dream, my dreams are, or corporate goals are? So one, take an assessment of is the environment um, supportive of my of my dreams and goals. But but even before that, you've got to know what you really want to achieve from that corporate America or from your corporate life. What do you where's your, where's your end state that you see yourself? You know what? I really want to be uh, a vice president of a division. I want to be a CEO of a company. I want to be um, Head of Accounting. What 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 is your goal that you want to have, um, corp, uh, in in your corporate America life or your corporate life? And see, is that possible in the environment you're at? Are they supporting that dream or goal you have? Hey, if you say I wanna, I'm interested in moving over to accounting. Hey, I need to take some training class. Are they supportive of that? No, you don't need to take that class. Hey, that's that's kind of you're you taking me off course. You're not willing to support my dreams or my goals. I may need to look at something different. or switch to a different company or maybe switch to another department, do some uh, extracurricular uh, corporate training. Hey, can I shadow somebody who's in that job that I'm in? Are they supportive of that? So you want to find a place that's going to be supportive of your, your dreams and goals based on where you want to go. Absolutely.
0: One of the things I'm going to challenge you is is what is your role in feeling out of control at work? Is there something, is there a reason that they're watching you? Like, are you falling short on a job? Have you lost it at work before? Like, what's happening that they're targeting you? The other thing is, if you are being unfairly targeted, sometimes it has nothing to do with you. It could be that above you they've decided that somebody's got to be fired or somebody needs to be watched. Or so they could have been giving some some protocol or, or stuff to people above you, and then you happen to be the weakest link and you're happening to be the person that catches that shot. That, po- that point or, or that attention. So a couple things you can do at work is take back control of your personal emotions. Number one, if you know you're doing your job, do it and let that be the end of it. Mm-hmm. If, if they want to, um, you know, if a, lots of people come to me because they feel like their job wants to, to get rid of them. So they'll say to me, Dr. Noel, what can I do to salvage my job? And lots of times it's nothing. I mean, once you've been targeted, sometimes you're targeted and you might need to move on. The other thing is sometimes we outgrow a job and then we notice things that we didn't notice before. Absolutely,
1: absolutely. And
0: sometimes when we notice those things, it feels overpowering and we decide that, hey, they're out to get me, I shouldn't be. But really what it is is it's time for you to move on. And sometimes when it's time for you to move on, you won't move unless you're uncomfortable. So lots of times we sort of back ourselves into being uncomfortable before we quit a position. So if it's time for you to go and you can make the move, move. But one thing I will tell you is, on lunch breaks, go to your car, play positive things, read a positive book, go to the bathroom, take a you know, do the things that you need to do to keep yourself motivated to do the work that you're doing. Meanwhile, if it's not where you're supposed to be, you know, get some applications out.
1: I try try also try and find some stabilizing force in terms of what you're supposed to be doing in the role. A lot of time when things are going out of control, people are throwing you need to do this, you need to do that. Kind of throwing those things at you, you know, you may take a step back and what is the key function of my role? What am I supposed to be doing? Is this what I'm supposed to be doing in my role? And sometimes it's okay to say, no, you know what, I need to do X, Y, X, y and Z because this is the main function of my role. I cannot be involved in that. I do have to say no. You can, I'll see if I can find someone else to, to join that organization, to join that team that you need support on. Or, you know what, I cannot have the report done for you in that time. I can have it done by this time because I have other responsibilities that I need to take care of. So kind of going back, taking kind of control of that, Taking a stock inventory. What's the key functions that are my job? And my, and then knowing that, hey, I'm doing what I'm key, key that I'm supposed to be doing. Guess what? I have. I'm okay to push back a little bit and say, you know what? I cannot do those things that are outside of my key scope of my function.
0: Absolutely. So in other words, if you can delegate, delegate.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: also, you might want to go to your supervisor and say those words. I'm feeling a little bit out of sorts. You know, I've, I've looked through my stacks of work. These are things that belong to me. These are things that don't. I mean, it depends on what their culture is, too.
1: Yes, some
0: some jobs culture, cultures, you can't come and say, hey, I'm
1: overwhelmed. But
0: some, lots, I think most companies are trying to make it more, um, be more accessible.
1: So if you can have a conversation with your supervisor and ask for help, do so. And that particular one, you know, again, you can depend on the corporate culture. depends exactly why it's feeling out of control. That may be something you want to spend some individual time on looking at the individual situation that you have to really see what the best role and path is for you in that situation. But
0: I'm going to encourage you to come in and see Darren for some career coaching.
1: Um, he may be able to help direct you on, because
0: it sounds like there's a little bit more than what you gave us, and, you know, I don't want you to call in and call yourself out over the, over the Internet, but... If you've got some more detail and you feel comfortable with that, call the, the main office and have that discussion with Darren. So great job, you know, great great job with that question. I think a lot of people are finding themselves overwhelmed. It could also be because it's the end of the, the year. A lot of times at the end of the year people feel a little bit overwhelmed with work. Right. So take stock of what those things are. Next question says, I have a good marriage, but I'm not happy with my husband. I feel bored. He doesn't excite me. He doesn't make me happy. I'm beginning to feel like our relationship is just based on obligation. How can I or we bring happiness back into our relationship?
1: That's a great question. Very good question. Well, First,ly I would open up, open up the communication with with the husband, right? In terms of one, what, why are you feeling uh, unhappy in the relationship? It's like some excitement's not there. So that communication to the to the husband of here's the amount of excitement, here's what I think is missing from um, in our relationship right now. I'm missing uh, the pay nights we used to have, I'm missing the vacation trips we used to have, the spontaneity we used to have in our relationship. So he understands what goals in your relationship uh, that you want to have mm-hmm. and have the expectation. And then work together to see what can each of you guys do to help, achieve, to help meet those needs that you have and reach those goals of the relationship that you have.
0: Absolutely. Let me say this no candle burns forever. What that means is, is that no relationship is going to have the same type or amount of passion that it did in the beginning, nor in the middle, nor at the end. I mean, relationships are fluid. So you said you have a good marriage. That's an interesting comment because the first thing you say after that is, but I'm not happy. So what's your definition of good marriage, and then what's your definition of happy? The other thing is, what else is happening? You said you, you're beginning to feel like your relationship is just based on obligation. Um, Actually, that's a good thing because he's deciding and you're deciding to stay even though things may not be perfect. So since you've got that grounding, I believe that this relationship is possibly workable and you can get it from what you could, what you define as boring to, to exciting. What you all have to do is sit down and come up with some realistic goals together about your relationship and what excitement is, it, what excitement is that you're looking for. So if you were bungee jumping at 20, and let's say you're 50 now, you might not be bungee jumping today. Right. But, but what is that excitement that you're looking for? The other thing is normally when I hear couples say that in couples therapy, that's cold word for we are working so hard every day that we don't have enough chance to be in our relationship to see each other, to do things together. So it sounds like to me you all need to probably spend some more time together and get back to knowing each other. Just over the years you have to work so hard on relationships that some people forget that they have to work on them. And so many times we're raising kids, we're parents of adult parents, and we're, I mean we're doing all those different things and you can get away from the fundamentals of your relationship. But what I encourage everybody to do is ground yourself. What are the things you know to be true about your relationship and then build on those things? So it sounds like you know to be true that you have a good marriage.
1: So if you know that the
0: foundation is good, build on that foundation.
1: That's the key, absolutely. And like I said I think the point you made before that it's built on an obligation. That's a huge, that's a win, absolutely. That is an way. obligation on both sides. You know we're committed to this relationship, committed, committed to making it work. We just need to open up those communication lines and say, hey, maybe going go off a little course. Let's kind of re, let's correct our, our path, make sure we're on the same page, meet each other's needs. Absolutely.
0: If you need help with crafting that conversation or having a conversation with your spouse, call the office and we'll definitely be be glad to help you. Absolutely. Um, The next question, I'm going to read it, but I'm not sure that we're going to fully be able to answer the question because we're a little almost out of time. The question says, I've been married to my wife for 10 years. Since the birth of our children, I feel left out and unhappy. I've told her, and she says that the longer you live, the less happy you are. I disagree with that. I feel that I'm less happy because we have less sex. She disagrees. She says, sex doesn't make you happy. Well, it works for me. Mm-hmm. Does she have an obligation to have sex with me? I think she does, but she says it's her body. That's a big question. That's a big question. That's a, <laughs> That's big, a big, question. big question. I'm going to read the question one more time because it's several parts to it. It says, yeah. I've been married to my wife for 10 years. Since the birth of our children, I feel left out and unhappy. I've told her, and she said that the longer you live, the less happy you are. I disagree with that. I feel that I'm less happy because we have less sex. She disagrees. She says sex doesn't make you happy. Well, it works for me. Does she have an obligation to have sex with me? I think she does, but she says it's her body.
1: Well, it's part of the sexual activity, the relationship. It's part of a relationship, especially in a marriage, right? And each partner has a sense of responsibility to meet each other's sexual needs. Okay? And you know, you may need to be specific to to your spouse. Say, you know what? For me, happiness is having sex three times a week. Having sex two times a week, whatever the case may be. And you know, sometimes you need to be that, that quite that frank and say, "Honey, this is what I need to be happy." Absolutely. Well, I think one of the things is that in a marriage, in any kind of relationship
0: or friendship, you do, to to keep friendships and relationships, you do try to compromise and meet the needs of the other person. Right. So this is something that she needs to compromise on and help meet the need of that. The other thing is. To ask her why she's this interested in sex. I mean, I've I've got a daughter myself, so after having kids and there's so many different responsibilities, she may be tired. She may be. I mean, you you have, you haven't given me enough information on what's happening for her as well. Absolutely. But if you're asking if sex is a healthy part of marriage and does she have to do that? Yes, yeah, you can't force her. I mean, Yes, yeah, sex is a part. So I'm going to encourage you to have that conversation with her. Like Darren said, you may have to just be upfront because it sounds like you're both pretty busy, both overloaded, both got lots to do. You say you feel left out and unhappy. I think having a conversation saying, listen, I feel left out and unhappy. Sex is equal to happiness for me. If that's true for you, if that's her
1: truth, then you need to say that. So, you know, and just piggyback on that, and and uh, to add on to that, you may need to do something for her. Get involved a- To to give her a little free time to allow her to be able to meet your sexual needs. Absolutely.
0: You know, we're running out of time, so what I'm going to do is we're going to start our next show with revisiting this question, so I'm going to put a star next to it. And then next week, Wednesday, we're going to be here in the same time at the same place, and we're going to talk about what you.